I think, man, I think of that Matt Redman song that says, like, worship starts with seeing you. Our hearts respond to your revelation. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Featuring Amanda Keen and Kirsten Kotsian. The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. As kids, we believe that the angels talked. Everything is magic till you think it's not. It's easy to be thankful for the things you've got. It takes guts to give thanks for the things you've lost. chewing popcorn <laughs> rude why you gotta call me out like that it's smart pop okay people okay 94 fat free whatever that means i'm basically eating air welcome to our podcast oh, yeah welcome to the barracks podcast <laughs> oh hey i didn't notice you there <laughs> people listening oh my word how's everybody doing out there i listen for it's a response crickets, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing great. Mm-hmm. Just great. <laughs> well, Just we're glad that fun. you are listening to the 10th episode of the Barracks Podcast. The episode 10. Episode. This, well, this is for episode 10. Yeah. We see. So we today have recorded. This is our second. Second episode of the day. Episode <laughs> of the day. Right. <laughs> it started with um, recording episode 11, which is coming next. So we're super excited about that. It's a shout out to um, Tabitha, uh, now Gorton. Um, yeah. yeah, she she reads a book to us called The King Who Sneezed, and it's a really great discussion. So definitely tune into episode 11 next in two weeks. But don't skip the rest of this episode. But don't do that. <laughs> because this episode it's is awesome. wonderful. It is. So I know that you all cannot answer me, but... I'm just going to pretend like you can. Um, how, ha- how have you all been liking this series? I know this is our third series of Digging New Trenches. And so you've had two other. We had the, um, the Garguses who, well, Carlisle, Major Carlisle, who spoke to us kind of about their vision and like living that out with, the bees and the honey and all of that fun stuff. The honey stuff. and the bees. The honey and the bees. The bees and, and the honey. <laughs> and then episode nine. Sylvia. Yep, was Sylvia. 
uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Sylvia. Yeah, I had to. I was, had to think for a minute. Mine goes that, blank. What happened? In episode it's because nine? it was so early in the morning for us. Oh my! That Lord. was a really early morning one. Oh, that was so rough. You probably caught that. I Actually, when I wake up in the morning, my voice my voice is already low, but it it gets to real depths mm. in the morning. Wow. But anyway, so we we listened to that episode and and heard Sylvia's heart for just the refugee community and all that the Lord is doing in that. So how are you liking it? Like what has God been stirring up in your heart? Have you been encouraged? We hope that those things, like you're answering yes to Mm. those things because that has been my prayer for this series, which Mm -hmm. will continue. I Mm -hmm. think we're at a point where it's going to, we'll have maybe three more episodes come out in September time around there yeah in the fall fall. the fall um but But, yeah we hope it has been encouraging yeah so today um the episode 10 that we're on is we are talking to rachel freeman and so are we ready to dive yeah let's dive in okay cool we are welcoming rachel freeman to the barracks podcast yay rachel um we so of you know and i was gonna say funny it's not really funny but i know rachel's sister Bereka because i was able to do some ministry out eat with out east with her um and so that kind of led to this connection and we're just really excited to have rachel here so rachel why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself now that I've already said your name, I guess you don't have to do that, but where you live, and then what's your affiliation with the Salvation Army? Yeah, sure. I am uh, live here in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is about 30 minutes outside of Nashville, and um, I have three children, married to a wonderful man named Tom. Tom Freeman is from the West Coast, and uh, I guess our my first affiliation with the Salvation Army was um, we were asked to start up uh, help out in overseas in Russia with the Salvation Army as a family. And so we just kind of came in and helped them and then came back home and decided we fell in love with the Army and wanted to join them, join them for real. So we, yeah. uh, as a family, we kind of all, uh, I started a core plant with my family there up in Maine. And uh, then from there, uh, Tom and I got married long, long story, but that's a good one. Sometimes I have to sit down and share that one. But uh, he's from the West Coast and also was involved with core planting on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we actually moved to California after we got married and um, uh, we're a part of a multicultural cell church. It was non-army and just really wanted to learn more about just some other ways to you know, reach, reach people. And then at that point, we phone rang about four years into our marriage in California, and they asked us to come to the over here to the south and help plant some plant some new cores. And so we came out about ten years ago and started a core plant in Lebanon, Tennessee, and, and that's where we are today. Nice, very cool. Wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff I had no idea about. <laughs> As you said, Russia, I was like, whoa. Okay. Are are you guys officers? So we are uh, sergeants. Oh. We're we're actually on the books. We're employees, uh, but they gave us a sergeant rank so that we could kind of still be a part of all things that the officers do. 
um, but then, you know, still be free to see where the Lord wants to lead us. And, um, but yeah, we felt like, uh, it was explained to us that sergeants here was kind of like, Hey, it's a certain time, um, certain place, and it's a certain, you know, mission and that kind of fit us. So I know sergeant, the word sergeant means something different all over the army world, but here that was kind of how it was explained to us. We're like, yes, that's us. (laughs) So we, um, so we have little chevrons, but still blue. That is awesome. And I, (laughs) and, and now we've introduced you to Kiri's laugh, which is, you'll never hear anything like it ever again. Um, but the thing I find so great about this is I, and for those listening, I didn't get every single detail about Rachel. Um, I just, I knew what we're going to talk about in a little bit about the roast, but I think that this is such a Holy Spirit thing because we have in this series, which is called digging new trenches. We wanted to hear from a mixture of people, like not just officers, but people who, um, soldiers, adherents, whatever, uh, friends of the army who are helping to pioneer different things. And I think, Rachel, what's so great about um, your story that we've just heard a little bit about is that it's you're not an officer, but you are like 100% on board with a mission and your territory and other territories, really, because there's been a mix, it sounds like, in your story, um, recognize the gifting in you guys and are using you it's some really cool ways. Um, and that's all outside of officership, which I think is really cool. So I'm glad that you shared that. That's awesome. Um, so the roast, that's kind of what led us to this conversation. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what the roast is and where that came from and how did God give you the vision for the roast? Sure. In May, uh, the beginning of May, May 6th, uh, it will be about six years we've we've done the roast. And uh, about six years ago, we were just kind of, we had kind of a mission study done of our area. and was like, Lord, like, you know, we wanted to see what was God doing and want to work with him. And we've been doing a lot of prayer. Um, you'll hear me just emphasize the word prayer like a million times, because that's just what we live and breathe off about here. And um, we just said, like, Lord, we want to know what to do and felt that there was a real need for reaching, you know, young adults, teens, um, but we also found there's a real problem with like uh, addiction out here, especially to pills. And there was no place for anyone to go to when they were getting clean to hang out. Like on the nights, there was only bars and some trashy places here. Um, unlike Nashville has a lot of opportunities for, you know, clean cafes. There was not even coffee shops here. Um, and we just were like, all right, Lord, what if we did a coffee shop that was like a bar alternative like you know we'll start six and close at midnight and we'll just do it two days a week we'll do it 100 percent volunteer run if anybody has a passion for this we're all just gonna take our time and uh and see see what god does so uh yeah we we just that's kind of how it got prayed and birthed and it had some growing pains we had a building and poured a bunch of time and money into the renting and then uh, we ended up needing the code man changed and so on and so forth, but we had to leave that building even before we opened, like put oh. all this money into it. And that was a real, that was a faith like trauma to be like, Lord, are we hearing from you? Like, was this even your will? And we just felt like God was like, yeah, you just need to, it's, this is, this is the push and you got to push back kind of just like birthing 
um, something new in the spirit. And so, yeah, we just kind of, all right, picked ourselves back up, a lot of tears, and the Lord got us another building, which is where the roast is today. So cool. I work in the property department, so I feel ya. Okay, so I think we're gonna, like, as part of that, where you, um, you mentioned doing, was it like a community study? Yeah, we had a vision study done in the area. Okay. So, um, yeah. So um, was that part of like an official, um, fi- so like was this part of the official Salvation Army, like, I don't know, the DC or whatever was like, okay, here's your steps or um, like with the roast or was that something that was done in a, on an unofficial capacity? Yeah, this is all, this is all official. Um, just, we were kind of just um, made a program study and did the, did the whole thing just to get everything approved and, um, and uh, backed, you know, so the army knew what was going on. Um, and, you know, it's still, it was still funded in house. There wasn't any extra money coming from anywhere, but yeah, but to be at least approved and they knew about it um, was all, was all, yeah, all official. Okay. Well, that's encouraging too, right? Like, cause I think that's, we're kind of trying to, um, get encouragement and hearing from different stories and finding out, um, what worked. And so it kind of, um, is this our second, third, this is the third one. So like, um, this is our third, like digging the trenches interview that we've done. And so we, we've kind of had a little bit of a mixture of official, unofficial, et cetera. So, it, but it's really like, it, from what you're describing, it does sound very um, like the, the institution was backing you and supporting you throughout the process of birthing this thing. Right? Yeah, we had, a, yeah, we had another core, um, over in Tennessee and Cleveland, and they were also starting a coffee shop. They were doing a full-on, you know, all week, um, you know, and, and, and we're having a lot of red tape. They had to jump through, and we're like, yeah, we don't think we have too much time for that to jump through all that red tape. So we just kind of do uh, what's just kind of a kind of a, not donation-based. We show on the wall what it costs us to make the drink and just kind of point to that and be like, hey, anything you give, it's going to the Army. So it is kind of, we, we word it in a way that's not to the public, like it's a donation, but just, hey, what would you like to give? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is how we got around a little bit of the red tape of having to make it like a business model, um, which just takes a lot longer to get off the ground. And it was only two days a week. So that kind of helped to be like, yeah, it's just like a little little weekend thing. <laughs> yeah. So you um, you guys kind of started this because you saw a specific need in your community that was not being met. And so I'm, I'm just curious to see, have you, have you seen people coming to the roast that like you wanted this to be open for? Does that make sense? Um, do you feel like the, the need was met or is being met by the roast being there? Yeah, the roast, the roast became its own, its own child. Actually, it is kind of like just like birthing a child you're like oh I, I want to be this way and love this personality and it's like nope God's gonna just make that whatever he wants to make it <laughs> right so we just kind of you know um at first we're thinking yeah it's gonna bring in these like hard you know alcoholics or drug addicts or this or whatever you know these kind of crowd and none of that 
Nobody came, even though we put out the word and stuff. And instead, we got a lot of young adults because we have a college campus right around the corner, which was great. We kind of wanted to be there for them because they said they needed places for their kids to go. And a lot of teens. We didn't think we'd get a lot of teenagers. So it ended up being more of a preventative to substance abuse and things that people, they were finding a community there. Um, And then during the week, the roast took on another uh, meaning, um, we really believe that the Army has a great opportunity to be a bridge in the community amongst the churches. And uh, so from the get-go, and no one was threatened by the building and the denomination. And so we started up community prayer meetings, minister meetings, um, you know, just different. We have uh, like a young adult worship night that a bunch of different churches get together. We have a, um, we just had an all night, once a year, all day prayer it's called the burn. And just wow. praise and prayer all day long, you know, and so, and that's that's just that's our bigger like woo moment, like that's just so great. Um, so yeah. that that was even above and beyond, you know, that we were able to use the roast and still are using the roast for those purposes during the week. And then on the weekend, yeah, it's kind of more been teens and young adults. We'll get a little bit of substance, you know, some people that are kind of coming off of things and trying to, you know, stay clean and want a cup of coffee or something. But we have our roast regulars that have come for a while and then cycle, you know, cycle out or move about or something, and then we'll get new ones. But we have, we have certain people that we know and have been a part of their lives for, for now a while. I even had a lady come up and be like, I'm so glad you're still here. Like I've moved to other States and came back and was hoping like you would still be here. So, um, so that was really, that's really cool. But yeah, that's a heartbeat is that just that there would be these as we're praying over the drinks and stuff. Like we pray before, and we're just like, hey, you're on a mission, just praying like God would open up opportunities just to be to be Jesus, to have Jesus moments um, at this at this time. That is really amazing. What do you think uh, God has taught you and spoken to you about through this ministry? Hmm. I think I think the idea that because of their volunteers are also very they can come and go and, and, you know, they have different seasons of life and we're also ascending core. We believe that we're here to raise up leaders and send them out. So we've had a lot of turnover in terms of people being sent out. Um, and, uh, so that's been really cool to even give them, it's a training ground for them also for our leaders to be able to be on mission. Um, but I think the biggest thing he showed me is that when you get nights where, you know, it's quote dead and there's not a lot of people, we just say like, Hey, it's, it's never dead. It's the Holy Spirit's there, you know? And, uh, I just, I don't think the enemy gets you down with numbers, especially with just the society and business and the church being so about, you know, the, just the heads and counting spaces, counting numbers and money. It's, it can yeah. be, there's been a lot of places where it's like all the time, it's, is the roast going to be, you know, is this, is this the end of the roast? You know, our signs blew off. We've had all this stuff happen and come and go. We've had you know, Satanists come in and do, try to do curses and stuff. And we've had some crazy things happen at the road. Um, I, I had to cast the demons out of a woman, you know, one time and, you know, had, had to throw down. But, you know, so it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a scene of a lot of different things, a lot of great memories, tears, and, and joy. But through it, um, the idea, the Holy Spirit's been like, you know what? To be present is to be powerful. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't you give up unless I call you to give up. 
Mm. And and that is just really easy to do. And you're like, oh, it's not making the numbers. It's not doing this. And it's like, but, but did I call you to close this? I'm like, no, Lord. And and he just says, then you have to trust me. Uh. And, uh, and and it's amazing what he'll do. Uh, every time we'll go in and we'll we'll pray. We bring our kids along on this. We're all a pray, big prayer team. We all pray over the roast and stuff. And, and we're like, Lord, is this it? And that night, you know, it will be like, one huge conversation or certain things will happen and he's just showing us like no like don't don't give up you know mm-hmm. keep wow. going because it's not something you see you can sit there and be like yeah like 50 people got saved <laughs> it's mostly a lot of unchurched people or people that have given up on the church um that come and that's just a really slow road to china with a lot of hurt especially mm-hmm. in the we have a lot of we're religious spirits here and they're jesus you know, did them dirty. And we have to show them like that wasn't the real Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a, it's a ministry that takes a lot of just pouring in. And we got, we got a one kid that comes and, you know, he's, he's a pastor's kid and mm-hmm. he goes to another church and no one, you know, he struggled with all these addictions and pornography and stuff. And he, where do you feel the freedom to talk about it? Mm-hmm. Was at the road with our team. Mm-hmm. It was a safe place. And now we're walking with him through this, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's what you just, that's what he's teaching me. Like, you know, like, Hey, it's not your outlet. Don't pull the plug. Mm. Um, and I'm sorry if you said this and I somehow did not catch it, but while you're doing this ministry with the Rose, you are also running a core. Is that true? Yeah. We're, we do all the, everything the officers do, we do everything the officers are called to go to, we are called that we are asked to go to. Um, so we have the same mantle as an officer. Right. Um, so, yeah, so we, but we got to ask the Lord what to birth. So the other things we got to birth was, um, this is a cool story. You kind of neat story. We were praying. We've, we've had like eight different buildings. We were kind of wanderers, just like, Lord, where's the building you're going to have for us? Just kicked out. One was my house for a long time. Like, just like, Lord, please provide. And so we did a Daniel fast. Wow. And all of us just prayed and fasted the whole church, like our little team. And um, just like, all right, Lord. And that Christmas, a lady called Tom and I over and just uh, and just was like, hey, um, I was praying. And the Holy Spirit told me, you know, because I'm kind of done my ministry. So he told me to give you my buildings. What? And uh, I have three buildings, one chapel and two buildings down right in the projects where the army would have like ideally picked that you can't even get to it's all no trespassing signs but the buildings are all right there and uh holy spirit just was like hey i hear you so that's where we do our core ministry that's where we do our after school program that we do during the week um and our social services and everything else we do is that's our main center is over there wow that's really incredible and i you know i'm I asked the question partly because I was thinking, I've noticed that when um, more innovative or creative out of the box things are presented at, you know, as can we do this? The thought is how is this going to feed back into the core? Like, is it going, are you going to gain soldiers from this? Are you going to like, what's the outcome going to be? And I I think oftentimes that's a a bit discouraging because I think we're looking at things maybe not the best way. Um, And it sounds like what you're saying, and please correct me if I'm wrong, what you have going on in the roast, like in itself, like that is the ministry, you know, 
So like whether or not that gets plugged back into the core might not even be a concern. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I think what you have is something that's really beautiful and in and of itself is great. Like that is the mission of the army, you know? Um, so I guess I just bring it up because I, I hope that we can go in a direction as the army where we see these kinds of things as like what's happening here is awesome. And, um, we don't need to be so concerned about if it's plugging back into a core and if we're creating soldiers from it or junior soldiers from it, or some of the more traditional ways that we measure like success, if you will. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, it's, it's so hard, um, in any denomination, um, and I, I treasure the army, even though my husband's five generation deep, I'm, I'm first, you know, I came in and fell in love with it, but you know, I, I, you can treasure, I treasure so much of it. And, but as anything you can, it's very hard to not be narrow-minded to be like, Oh yeah, I know it's what, what can feed our, what can feed the, the mama ship there, what can feed the, the church and, and help, help, you know, cause people look at numbers. Um, and I think our challenge across the board is to say, like, Lord, what's feeding your kingdom? Right. You know, what's feeding your kingdom? And 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 God has such a great vision. You know, he just sees, he sees, you know, the guy that the pastor that's struggling that we're beating with at the roast and breaks down about his marriage. We're able to just lay hands on because we were, you know, that's not anywhere on the books, you know, to rescue that marriage. And because uh, he sees that kingdom vision, you know, and just sees like, hey, I see, I see what you're doing to the least of these. And no matter where they go afterwards, like that's, that's his heartbeat, you know. And, and I believe as long as the army keeps staying close to his heartbeat and saying, Jesus, show us how to, how to advance your kingdom, like he will keep the army going. He will keep it going mm-hmm. uh, no matter how many we actually have in our buildings he will keep it alive as long as we're just sitting there being like how do we feed your kingdom lord how do we how do we hear your heartbeat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i just it, i'm trying to like segue into like our next question but it's like that was just such a like that's so good like, okay well <laughs> so what guidance would you give to someone who is trying to listen to god's voice in their life and i think we like I can kind of hear some of that, but maybe unpack what, what you would say. Yeah. I, uh, I think, you know, definitely hearing God's voice, um, on something, number one, you want to make sure, um, you're tight with him. You're real with him. Like you have a, a day to day. He is your highest priority. Like before you jump into anywhere else, you're jumping in with him and you're spending as much time as Holy Spirit wants you to. You say, all right, it's not, you know, is, is are we done? Is this, do you, is your heart met by this time right now? And that's your first ministry is to Jesus. And that, that allows you to keep your antenna and the spirit sharp to what he's saying. So you can really hear and discern, like, what is the voice of God? And what is, what is just my own soul speaking, you know, or other people trying to influence. And so that, that keeps you sharp when you're being like, Hey, you're my first ministry. Second, I would definitely say like, hey, be plugged in with a team of intercessors 
whoever they are, whatever church they're from, it doesn't matter. Like find prayer people, find people that believe in prayer uh, in your area, hopefully in your core, but if not, just go to anybody you can find and, and form that prayer circle that you can, people that are also prioritizing Jesus saying, hey, you're my first ministry, and uh, that hear the voice of God, because it says in multitude of counselors, there's safety. And you need that as a sounding board, because there's nothing more. If the enemy knows you have a good intent, if he can't sit there getting you going on a wrong path, he'll just get you going on a good path, as long as it's not the best path. Mm. So he'd love to just have you all day going on things that just <laughs> aren't God's best. And, uh, and so, you know, he'd love to just waste our time. So, yeah, I think staying sharp, keeping him that first ministry, and then second, keeping prayer, your second ministry uh, with, a, with a, a group of believers that you can just consistently pray with and be bouncing off these thoughts. And uh, if you can't hear clearly, I would say add a little fast to that. <laughs> like, you'll hear real clearly, real fast, and ask other people. That's big decisions. You should be asking other people to fast with you and say, hey, will you please fast and pray with me, and let's listen together. And I, I promise you, when you speak him with your whole heart, like he promises, he's going he's gonna to make it clear, and the gates of hell will not prevail against that voice being heard and known. Mm-hmm. Those sound like some actionable items. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. <laughs> oh, welcome to the dynamics of Amanda and Kiri. They're all they're so. Fun. Um, yeah, thank you for that. I think that's a great reminder, and I love. I love that you're doing this in a team. Like you have a team of people. Um, I think that's so important, and I look back on my previous couple appointments. And um, of course, like I had the soldiers and, you know, just like people that were there at the core with me. Um, But where my heart is kind of longing for, I think in the future is to have a team that is physically there with me. And I I know that you can find that team, just like you were saying, and support wherever, wherever that might be, that's important. Um, But I just love the model that you guys have, like you're all doing this together, like you're in this battle together, physically in the same place. And I think that's also important. Yeah. Um, the last question that we have for you is what are some dreams that you have for the Salvation Army? You could take that in whatever direction you want, but we'd love to hear about the dreams you have. Yeah, I um I definitely have a dream that we could come back to the joy of the Lord being our strength. Hmm. And uh, I think, I think, man, I think of that Matt Redman song that says like, worship starts with seeing you, our hearts respond to your revelations. And like, Oh, it's just, when you just see him, it's just, that's, that's the, that's the engine room, you know, individually to keep going. It's just like, man, I just, that, that's the, the dream is like, hey, we're not we're not to look back like Lot's wife and be like, oh, what can we find from you know the the whatever William Booth has left behind? Like, I think the Holy Spirit, you know, he he's gonna show us how to go forward, right? And I think he he's got better than even William Booth had. I think he has a it says where sin's gonna abound, like grace is gonna more abound. Like we need a greater portion than what William Booth had for the demonic oppression and strongholds and territorial spirits we're dealing with in this day and age his portion will not satisfy for this for this day and age it will not be enough 
that manna is going to not provide for this future. You know, we need a fresh uh, touch from him. So both, you know, individually that we'd be sourcing from him and that he would be, he'd be our uh, party again, that he'd be the one that like we run to like more than, more than food and shows. So he's like, yeah, like his spirit is so fun and where his spirit is, there's freedom. And I would love to see an army that's uh, more uh, connected to Christ individually and more connected to Christ corporately in prayer and praise. You know, we say that here that our two weapons is prayer and praise. And how you make the spirit flow is H2O, humility, honesty, and obedience. And I like, man, I just, when, when we have our freedom times, like, I just, I just love it. I mean, it's better than anything. And I've been all over the world, like all over the place in terms of different ministries, different worldly things. Like, yeah, I feel like I've got some of the best and um, there's nothing sweeter than, than just really learning the power of freedom and praise and worship. And uh, that is, that is just ignites our mission and prayer ignites our mission and, uh, and so I just think, man, I'd love to see an army that could, they're doing all the out in the field sowing, but then like to come back at the end of the day and all the farmers would rejoice and, and whoever was on the battlefield yeah. come back and, and, you know, in, in the spirit drink together, you know, <laughs> like, right, right. Like, yeah, I, like we need our, we need our, our partying and our, our just celebrating as much as our our frontline fighting. You need to do both. I need both places. And I just think like, man, that yeah. in his presence, there's so much more freedom that I think the Lord has for us. Uh, and I just know it's like, man, I just know. And I like, I see my tired brothers and sisters, officers and stuff. And I know they're worn down or they're soldiers. It's like, man, I just know. They just, they, just, they don't know, you know? <laughs> and so I, yeah, I'd love for an army to just could delight itself in the Lord more together. Uh, individually and together just like hey we're feeling this yucky heaviness or this you know business yoke or whatever's coming in to choke out the spirit seed like we're just gonna break out right now and like this worship and praise so a break fast and pray you know like we're gonna come in with these things and I just believe like the enemy's so scared we're in the right posture but when we're in the right like fullness like he is so threatened by that because <laughs> think yeah. of so many people in the other parts of the body of Christ have the fullness but they're not doing the right fighting and they're not doing the right and so we have the opposite i think we're in the right Right. posture in places we just need the right fullness Mm. and uh, i think man we're going to be dynamite the more and you see the more you see different officers just full and you see it like you got it we got you got it you see the secret (laughs) and so man that's that's what keeps us alive and i just i want that for all the army um that we could just i want the meetings i want everything to be like we come back and be like that was the best ever not because of what we did or anything we whatever you know like it was because the spirit of god like just poured out on us and we just experienced something unlike this earth (laughs) yes i think just as you were speaking I had this, um, just like this thought came to mind, um, like rumbling. Like I feel, I felt for a while that we're just like, there's stuff being stirred up in the army. Like there's this rumbling that's happening and, or maybe it's just like, you know, dry bone shaking, or I don't know what it is, but it's just like this rumbling. And I do, I believe with all of my heart that like something big is coming 
you know, like this, and, and maybe it's that just like full, like the fullness, um, the freedom, like the, all of us, you know, pastoring in our, ourselves in a place like where we're just like, Jesus is our priority, you know, not like building up a name, you know, whether a corporate name or like our own name, what, like nothing matters other than Jesus, you know, and like following the spirit. Um, and so just as you were speaking, that came to mind. I, and I believe it's coming. Like, I believe that your dream will be fulfilled. Um, mm-hmm. and I hope that as those who are listening, like you're encouraged, like, that's why we're doing this, you know, because it could be yeah. so easy to just sit in like the muck, you know, like to sit in, this is, this is the, you know, this is a problem and we need to change this. And, you know, we can go into this downward, downward spiral of negativity and cynicism. And then it's just like, we sit there, you know, but like what, that's not a good posture for battle, you know, like, so I, I hope that this is an encouragement, um, for us all, like all of us listening, like there are greater things coming. Um, are, are we posturing ourselves in such a way that we're ready for that? And we're part of that. Um, Mm. so I thank you, Rachel, for sharing your dreams with us and for, spending this time with us. And I just, I know I I speak for both of us when, you know, I say like, we're encouraged by what the spirit is doing, um, within you and your family and your community. Um, we're just grateful that we have, um, I don't know, people like you who are out on the field and just following the spirit's leading. So we appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Well, I'm thankful for you guys and who you are in the Lord. And I know you're like pickaxe, just keep hitting the ground and, and bless you both. May you keep, just keep picking, picking away because we're not alone. I think, you know, through this, the Lord's going to, he's going to have his, his remnant, his army and, uh, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So I thank you for just hearing my heart and you guys are always welcome in my home as is anyone listening and our, our land and our home is your home. So please come and visit anytime. Come, come party with us. Yes. Thank you so much, Rachel. So we just listened to, we just talked to (laughs) Rachel Freeman, Sergeant, Sergeant Rachel Freeman. Very cool. I like that title. Yeah. It was awesome. I think it's probably because I'm not used to hearing anybody (laughs) called Sergeant. (laughs) So like right. that's it, you know there is some of the the allure of the mystique around like oh what's a sergeant cool but also cool to just hear what's going on the way that she and her family have been tuning in to the Holy Spirit what what God is up to in their community and tuning in and then joining and participating in that. Um, and I think that's kind of our overall, like, exciting thing of, with all these interviews. I think yes. um, Amanda was saying something along the lines of, like, people being cut from the same cloth. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> um, A.K.A. 
the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Is like alive and is like working yes. in everybody. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that is what I said. Sorry. We I am still recovering. Then <laughs> Gary, you're like out of breath for laughing. I know I am. We, I'm really <laughs> I Let's need, just pause. Let's pause not in the podcast. Like Zane, you don't need to pause here. But <laughs> pause in what we're saying because we just spent probably a solid at least minute cracking up which is why Kiri is out of breath and I am still laughing intermittently but that should not be a surprise because this this podcast when it's all said and done if you got nothing else it's an ab workout it is an ab workout and (laughs) a lot of laughter um but going back you're right I did I did say that in the previous episodes like with Major Carlisle with Lieutenant Sylvia, uh, with Sergeant Rachel, um, they're all cut from the same cloth. And Kiri then said, yeah, like it's the Holy Spirit, right? That is, it is the Holy Spirit. No, but it is, it is. But the thing that you had said earlier, Kiri, before we started recording again, was that the difference with them is that they believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and they're living out this like obedient life. Like they're so in tune yeah. with the spirit that they hear and then they live it out like what he's calling them to do. And and I'm saying that not to be like, oh, no one is listening to the no. Holy Spirit, but I'm just saying it from my personal um, experiences, like I desire to be more in tune with the Holy Spirit so that yeah. I would be able to um party in jesus like that sounds yeah. great to me like i would right, right. i love parties yeah I'm, I'm not such a fan but i i love I really, celebrating i like i like you are music, a party person i like dancing sure. i like cracking jokes i like laughing at other people's jokes <laughs> you're saying like laughing at other people <laughs> i like laughing at other people no no i like laughing when other people are dancing i like <laughs> Eating food, all the drinking things of beverages, yeah. like giving hugs, mm-hmm. but it, and it's all within the context of party. Like on a day to day basis, I guess I continue to do those things. It's <laughs> like a party every day. The property department, you guys, is a party. <laughs> yeah, I hear that rave music going on all the time. It's, 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 it's like the, that's our that's our beat and we're in charge of the pa system so watch out <laughs> it's cute here it but comes. <laughs> here comes the party <laughs> the whole here comes, what's that song on? here comes here comes a, what's the word what isn't there a song that's like here comes here comes the party no i just made that up but there's like a beat that's like that okay a, see we're getting off track now. here it's a song now. We but just recorded. We just laid the first track. Hey, Zane, can you put a beat behind that? Oh, and also don't. do some dance moves with Insane <laughs> to go with your video that, oh you, my gosh. that you got tagged in. We're at the end of the day, everyone, and dancing. recording this. So th- this is why yeah, this is oh, happening. Yeah, oh, wow. Sorry. It's 9 p.m. Um, circling back, the Holy Spirit is alive and well, and yes. we can, like, tune in. We can join in we can party with jesus and i do feel like that is one of my desires for when i get together 
for different things. Like I would like so was it this past Sunday? Yeah, Palm Sunday. Me and Junior Soldier Lucas Montenegro danced. Yeah. During good. the praise time. Because we had those palm branches and we were waving them around and we were like dancing. Yeah. So Lucas is very uninhibited. He has very few inhibitions. Mm-hmm. So like I then he just gets me going. Mm-hmm. Like that's encouraging to me. Like, oh, he's dancing. Yeah. It's okay if I dance because right. like, you know, someone's already started. So it's like what the the children will lead them or something like that. Yes. Like I would love to dance every Sunday in church. You but should. it's to- Yeah, I should, but it's like do it. Yeah, <laughs> but right. I see what you're saying. You know yeah. what I'm saying. I know what it's you're saying. Just it's just like it's hard. It's to not. Do. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to do that. You're only supposed to dance if the leader at the front tells you to dance. Right. Like Dan Deacon. Otherwise, everyone looks at you like you're weird. Um, Linda Acosta, do you remember going to that Dan Deacon concert? Are you listening right now? Can you hear me, Dan Deacon? Oh my God. He was so bossy. <laughs> Side note. So, yes, I think maybe like what you're saying church. or a point that you're getting to um, is it's it's encouraging to us to hear, and we hope it is for you, to hear people who are metaphorically dancing, like no inhibitions, just following the spirit and doing his thing, you know? Yeah. And I, w- I want to be like that, too. Like, no matter what appointment I'm at, no matter what's going on, like, I just want to be in tune with the spirit. And my prayer is that we're all in tune with the spirit and following his leading because guys, the army is not dead. Like Jesus is still using the army and the army's not God and the army. No, the army is not God. No. Yeah. That's the other side of why you wouldn't be dancing is because you're worshiping the army. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We can't be, we need to get, things straight right like we worship jesus and the vehicle that we're we're doing this through is the army which is not dead and we're trusting um that even greater things are coming so are you posturing yourself in that position we hope that you are we hope that you're encouraged and we thank you for listening yes thank you for listening Until next time. Peace. 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 It's easy to be thankful for the things you've got. It takes guts to give thanks for the things you've lost. We grew up believing good wins over bad, so you gave away your